Good morning, world. Hello out there, world. Once again, this is KG in the Fifth Ward Wildcat. Welcome to another podcast. We'll get right into it. We're on the mental clock this time. So, uh, <laughs> what's on your mind, sir? What's on your brain? Uh, let's see what's on my brain. Oh, well, two, several things. Uh, we've got uh, scrimmages going on. The season about to get started. Got two weeks rolling before that happens. Uh, uh, we got uh, a couple of. College sports and all get got started last week. Uh, women's soccer, men's soccer, um, things are going on on the college level. Uh, they're moving, uh, starting to pick up pace. We got cross country coming up here on Labor Day weekend, all over the place. Um, uh, we got a lot of things uh, involved in uh, NC2A infractions. Uh, it's like it's getting worse. It's been the worst so far that, that, that I can remember since I started reporting. Uh, well, let's touch on it. Let's start something specific. And what do you want to talk about? All right. Uh, let's start out with uh, the NC2A infractions. That's the uh, hot topic right now. Uh, my question of the day is, uh, is it the administration or is it the booster that has uh, run a, uh, a muck in this? Uh, in the NCAA world lately? Well, I, th- I think it depends on the school. I mean, because we could argue that the uh, boosters would not get some of the uh, access or leeway if it was not approved by the higher-ups. Well, you know, uh, I mentioned this in passing yesterday in a conversation, and we kind of went back and forth. Um, two things came up. Uh, one, uh, basically, and, and uh, the majority felt like if I'm giving you a gift uh, of, let's say, a hundred, uh, two hundred thousand dollars, I expect to have access. Well, my report was, reply was, to what extent? Because if you're looking for access, that will uh, put my pro- my program from the AD uh, in a position of impropriety. I'm gonna have to cut you short. We may, you know, be at arms, but uh, I'm going to accept your uh, gift, put your name on a building, and uh, restrict your access as far as uh, building, because there's no way I will allow you to uh, put my program uh, in a position of being shut down on a program falling off off the map. And the main reason why this has come up is we're dancing around the uh, the specific school we're talking about. Uh, we're dancing. You know, I mean, it's a problem all over in, in big time NCAA uh, college athletics issues surrounding the uh, the story that broke earlier this week involving the University of Miami, the U, uh, supposedly um, seventy two players over a ten year span. Receive benefits from uh, Devin Shapiro, booster, uh, if you want to call him. I mean, technically he's a booster because he's paid the money to become a Miami booster. But he's also, he's in prison right now. He's a felon for 20 years for Ponzi scheme, booking uh, people out of about $930 million. Um, he had access, so there's footage showing him at one of the football games in Miami near the tunnel, leading the players, lead the team out on the field. On the, on the, uh, running onto the field and coming to the sidelines, he had access. Yeah, I think he had a suite, et cetera, et cetera. All different kinds of things. Uh, who's at fault of that? The main reason, only reason the story is the story is, is, is he said himself that uh, once he got 
in legal troubles surrounding the Ponzi scheme. Mm-hmm. None of the players who he helped, gave money to, whatever you want to call it, helped him in his time of trouble. So he's bitter. Now he's told his story to Yahoo Sports and. He is a convicted felon, let me say all that. Yeah. And all this information that he's told Yahoo, it, it probably reflects back on his case because now you do, when you start talking about gifts of money at that size, talking about RS, the IRS is involved. Folks want to know where the money went. They want to know what it was used for. And those questions probably came up in court. And this is probably his access of not so much getting leniency, but looking for a shorter uh, stint. And lock up. And everybody's at fault. Oh, okay. I, I agree now. I, I agree that everybody's at fault. Because I know some folks say, well, he's he's in prison. How much can you trust a prisoner? How much can you trust a felon? Everything he's saying may not all be true, but there is some truth to what he's saying. I agree. Let's say that. Now, the players who took the money, I, I look at it as stupid to jump on somebody's shoulder and back and says, hey, it's okay. Because I, I know, and, and this is a whole other discussion we can get into on, on another on another day, another podcast. They're talking about their kids, they're 18 years old, they're poor kids, some of them are poor, coming from the ghettos, projects, whatever, whatever, you know, someone will give you money, you're going to take it. Street kid got street sports. You know, exactly. And that's where I, that's that's where where I leave it. They know what's wrong. Yeah, that's, I, that's where I leave it at. When you say a street kid, I'm looking at that street kid got street sports. Because it, they they may take the money. They may know it's wrong mm-hmm. to take the money. They're going to assume that they're not going to get in trouble, not going to get found out about it later on. But they still took the money. Right. Now we, can, we can debate the NCAA rules about whether athletes should be paid, blah, 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 and all this kind of stuff. But I, I don't want to hear the, the reasoning or the excuses. They're, they're children. They're kids. They didn't know any better. That's garbage. They're in college, 18 years old. They're old enough to know better. They're old enough to know the difference between right and, right and wrong. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's my take on that. The president... Uh, was involved. President of Miami, I mean, say, not President of the United States. President of Miami has been involved. The other folks were involved. The folks, coaches were involved. Frank K. Basketball coach who was there. Not Missouri. Supposedly, you got involved. Took money from Shapiro, and uh, uh, there's a whole bunch of other stuff that is yet to be determined. The NCAA's supposedly been investigating for about five months. The investigation is ongoing. Some of the players that were mentioned in the Yahoo article have been cleared by the NCAA already. So there are things of I don't want to cast an entire blanket over all of the players because there's still so much to be, be determined. But the issue, the bigger issue is what's going to happen and what should happen to the NTA, to Miami. Should the NTA put them on death penalty? My reference to, I, I keep hearing, and that's one of the reasons why I brought this up. What is a death penalty these days? I mean, what is it? Is, is it giving up scholarships? Is it giving up money? Is it shutting down the program? And if you do, for how long? We, we've, you and I have witnessed both the NCAA doing it and a school doing it. We watched Preview situation close down because of, uh, not improprieties, but interest, lack of interest. I'll say it like that. program was just in shambles and it needed to be straightened out. And from what I understand, enrollment dropped off drastically. Right. And it, it wasn't that... This is after... I mean, they they lost 80 games in a row. Right. And, you know, it's, and, and the school decided to shut the program down. Right. That wasn't the NCAA thing. Right. So so you are correct. So is it going to... Should, should Miami take, take the initiative and... Uh, penalizing themselves 
rather than wait for the NCAA to, to enforce penalties. I would rather that happen because your time period of being, of being shut down is short. Even if somebody's come from the outside comes in and says, this is where we land out. If you shut the program down on your own, which is pretty much what everybody's doing now to avoid extending uh, 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 suspensions, uh, closure, uh, penalties, or fines to set aside by the NC2A, they're pretty much helping their own case because everybody's pretty much looking at the uh, Ohio State situation like, okay, we knew some things happened, but looks like they're getting off with just a slap on the wrist, uh, uh, you know, a couple of swats on the backside. Right, and because of what they've done as far as letting people go, you know, some people falling on the sword, you know, and, and folks leaving the program, and you pretty much getting a cleaning house uh, on your own. And, and I mean, it's Miami, USC, Ohio State, other programs, even smaller schools, smaller programs trying to get to the big time, trying to get become big-time athletics. They may skirt the rules, bend the rules, what have you. Um, the NCAA... Years ago, a few years ago, said that they would not because technically the term death penalty is a media term. Right. That's not an NCAA term. Right. So the NCAA says that they were once SMU was was what declared no football athletics. Right. For two years or one year and and then. No, actually, it was longer than that. I don't know exactly how long, but I know it was longer than than than, than a year. Uh, but but basically, the program was shut down for almost five years. Right. And we've all witnessed the program getting started back up, and now here it is, what, 20, 25 years down the road, and they're just barely getting into a situation where not so much winning games, but being competitive and winning on a regular basis. And, folks, that's different because when you have no scholarships, you cannot be competitive. And because, not, not on this level. Right, and because of the SMU, well, what the NCAA did to SMU, and I guess how the program was shut down and almost put back to almost archaic terms for athletics, they said that they did not want to invoke those penalties on another program if they could avoid it. So I'm not certain that the NCAA would put such harsh restrictions on the University of Miami for all of for what they've been alleged to have done involving Devin Shapiro, this booster, and these players. Um, so it remains to be seen. I don't want to get into a whole lot of it because right now it's, it's still early in the process. You know, we're not in the room with the NTA being involved with saying they've been investigating for five months. We're not going to get into all those particulars. But I do believe something will happen. I'm not sure if it's going to be how many losses the scholarships are going to be or they should be banned from being on TV. Uh, going to bowl games should not be in a even. That should be obvious. That's, that should be right. the least of the consideration. I mean, no bowl game for and, and whatever. And I mean, take away 10 scholarships a year for three years. That's enough, that's enough to write a program right there. Yeah, because uh, all you can just tell them point blank, you got uh, your next class coming in will be three years down the road. That's your next freshman class as far as scholarships. Right. You know. you, you're done with recruiting and all. The best you can hope for is just you get some walk-ons to come on, and those are folks that basically will be responsible for setting up their own financial situation. 
What else? What should we talk about? Uh, let's see. What else? Yeah, once again, I mean, remind everybody, you know, of course, this is KG and the Fifth of Wildcat podcast. Uh, this is the second one of this week. Uh, we haven't really determined uh, how many we're going to do each during the week. This is the first time we've done twice. Two podcasts in a week. We'll see how it works out for our scheduling and, and things like that. Especially once the uh, college football season really gets underway and basketball, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll see how much time we have to do these. But hopefully you'll enjoy them. I'm KG. It's my partner over there. Fitter Wildcat. Wildcat. Okay. Wildcat. What else you want to talk about? Uh, next thing, uh, we've got local sports going on right now. Uh, we've got scrimmages. Uh, tomorrow, U of H has, a, has their second open scrimmage. Football, of course. Football. And uh, it, it's scheduled for 11 o'clock. And I found out. I went to the athletic department and asked. So it is open to the public. Um, and it will be the last of a public open uh, scrimmage. Uh, uh, and a, basically what scrimmage is an extended practice. The folks come out and watch and see, you know, what's going on. Um, it's good to see uh, a healthy quarterback uh, out on the field. And it's, they're looking well. I didn't see any. Uh, I've been out to a couple of practices. Um, I didn't see anybody walking around, you know, lagging or whatever. The Cougars looked like like uh, a ten win season minimum uh, will be expected. But that's that's you. That's fine. Saying and and, and, and all the reason I'm saying that is because I'm looking at the schedule. I'm checking everybody else's um, the situation as far as you know who, what, when, where, and availability. And the key. And I go back to this. And we go back to the original part, uh, uh, question that you asked me a couple of podcasts ago. The UCLA game will be a bellwether for this group because that will set the tone for the rest of the season. And that game picked off the season, kicks off the season uh, Saturday, September third, two thirty at Robertson. And be, <clears throat> excuse me, being a Cougar alum, I'm going to mention this. Um, this weekend, uh, SID sent out a press release. Uh, yesterday that there are football posters available at uh, area restaurants this weekend at uh, participating wing stops and Damaris barbecues free football posters wow and it looks like the list is about 10 uh, locations so you can go to uh, anything in the neighborhood dot com. anything in the neighborhood looks like uh, Gulf Gate Mall anything in the neighborhood I'm glancing at the list got Pearland I don't see any neighborhood uh, <laughs> you, know where, you know where we're headed with this got Northwest Mall, we got South Shepherd. Uh, South Mason look like it's. I mean, guys, go freeway and no friends. No, like I said, too low at. <laughs> and the reason I'm saying that wing because stops we'll, and that's who barbecue. feed us that. That's who so, feed us on a regular basis. So those are the those are the uh, two participating chain restaurant chains. Uh, wing stop and Demers Barbecue. Really, I should probably shouldn't be mentioning their names since they're not putting any money in our pockets. But it's for the school, yeah. for my football team, right? And that's part of the press release. It's more information at uofhcougars.com. You can check that out. What else is on your brain? Uh, let's see. What else is on the brain? Oh, women's soccer got started. Started uh, and I'm for who for all, all the local programs. Uh, U of H, HBU, um, they, uh, Texas Southern is a, still a week away from from starting that season as far as women's soccer. And they, Texas Southern does have a women's soccer program, and they should do well. Um, they had they've been picked to uh, compete this year uh, highly. I think in third or fourth place. I've got to check here. Uh, waiting for computers moving slow, folks. But I love this stuff because uh, UH played a warm-up game against TCU and, and they got a two-two tie. But 
right? Yes. Okay. And they start the season on Monday. Monday against versus Texas. Number thirty-nine in the ranking is seven. <laughs> right. Thirty-nine in the country. Seven p.m. at Robertson Stadium. Right. Um, so, you, if you like soccer, want to see some good soccer, go check out that match uh, on campus. Uh, who was it? Uh, Houston Baptist. Did they play on? Yeah, they are. Uh, well? No. Uh, Yes, they did. They played Rice. They, 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 yeah. they played Rice uh, over the weekend. Uh, well, it's almost a week. Yeah, it's over the weekend. And lost uh, 3-0. They uh, went to Prairie View uh, earlier this week. Okay. And, and uh, won that 4-1. Uh, it was it was a good game, had, uh, better game than uh, they did had last year here at home when they uh, hosted uh, Prairie View. Uh, but uh, they're one and one now in exhibition, and they actually start play here in about uh, a week from now. And they are scheduled to play. Uh, who is it? Magnet State on tomorrow? No, I'm sorry. No, tonight. It's, uh, today is the 19th, am I right? Correct. Okay. Magnet State at home at Soros Field under the lights. That's Rice. No, that is HBU. Rice uh, is on the road at uh, Texas Tech. Okay. Yep, I see that now. All right. And uh, should be a good game. Should be a real good game. Well, that's all. You know, that's that's you. You are the college sports reporter. You know all about this. You know the women's soccer and women's volleyball. Women's volleyball, you, all that. Something you know. that you you admire and I you, you, uh, I don't. You know, I don't know enough about either one of those sports. But you know, uh, they've got specific uh, and talk intelligent about it. I'm not even gonna lie. So. <laughs> but but that's a, as they say in the uh, uh, in the suburbs. That's another scholarship for somebody's child. Oh, no question. I, I'm not. I'm not uh, talking bad about any of the the uh, sports because it's it's all an opportunity for students to get an education as well as play athletically on a collegiate level. I just you know I'm I, I'm not as intelligent about those sports as I am about other sports. I wish every local Houston area school much success in anything that they choose to do athletically. Um, what else you want to talk about? Okay, one other thing uh, on college uh, here locally, women's volleyball. They've got scrim- uh, scrimmages all day today at uh, at St. Thomas University, right over in the Montrose area. Um, and then uh, women's volleyball for Texas Southern and HBU gets started on next week in a tournament round-robin situation in Beaumont, Texas at the Lamar University, and that's what I have this week on the uh, local. Oh, tomorrow is media day for uh, TSU football. Uh, find it out by accident. Interesting. I, I won't say how I find out, uh, but uh, hopefully our folks will uh, get it going a lot quicker than uh, they move at a quicker pace than they are right now because football for them is actually uh, another two weeks away, and folks. College football, that is, that, that's one of my loves. Um, it, it's something that, that that's why I, call it, I cover college sports. I love doing this. Trust me, I love doing this. Uh, you can contact uh, uh, the Fitzwater uh, Wildcat and KG at uh, what's your handle? On Twitter, it's uh, T-H-E-H-R Review. On uh, Facebook, 
uh, Houston Rumble View Facebook fan page and my website of course is www.houstonroundballreview.com and become a sponsor of the 5th Ward Wildcat and KG here on Go ahead. Uh, well, we're talking about TSU. TSU's season opener is against Prairie View. Is that right? It's still, is this not a Labor Day? Is that correct? Trust me. On yes. Uh, yes. September 10th. Yes. But Prairie View kicks out their season in the uh, Swack Meag Challenge versus Bethune Cookman. Yes. On September 3rd. In Orlando, Florida. On ESPN U, I believe. Right. So uh, I think we touched on the local area schools. Shift gears a little bit. Talk about the, the NBA. Not much to talk about. Uh, they got a schedule. They decided to shock, schedule. shock the uh, the world yesterday. The NBA world and announced their preseason schedule for 2011, which set off a lot of jokes. Um, you know, I wrote about it on my men's blog. Um, Did you lose sleep? Houston Run Bobby men's blog. Not at all. Uh, the, my topic is uh, my first opening other. The blog post, call it wishful thinking, call it hope springs eternal, uh, call it whichever descriptive phrase you believe is appropriate. The NBA releases 2011 preseason schedule, and this is what it says. In the event that the NBA is able to reach a new collective bargaining agreement with the NBPA, which is the Press Association, in a timely fashion. That sounds so lovely. No one expects it to happen. Uh, but Rockets, of course, also announced their preseason schedule yesterday on, uh, on Thursday. They had seven, seven games on the preseason schedule, three games here in town um, in October. I'm not even going to discuss who they are because I don't think it's even going to be an issue uh, worth discussing because I don't think there's going to be games starting on time. Kevin Love, I know the players met in Los Angeles and Las Vegas earlier this week. Uh, about 50 met in one of the meetings and 75 in another. Uh, Kevin Love doesn't believe this. He believes that their games will be missed. Some games, uh, not the entire season, he believes some games will be missed. He does believe the players need to be a little bit more active in trying to schedule meetings with uh, the owners and Commissioner Stern. So, Hopefully, dialogue will at least uh, get started and result in meetings scheduled. And then, once they have meetings, they can negotiate and reach an agreement. I do, be- I do believe that they're hoping to meet sometime next week before the end of August is over. Uh, Commissioner Stern is on vacation right now, but he says no problem for him to cut his vacation short to meet with uh, Billy Hunter uh, and uh, Derek Fisher on the player side. So, hopefully, they'll get something started and a res- res- resolution will be. Inevitable. I just don't want a season to be missed. Uh, David Stern did say last week that Labor Day discussions, hopefully something will get done about that time frame. Because once preseason games are missed, then you're missing advertising dollars and, and more folks are impacted negatively. And Commissioner Stern said once we get close, close to September and October, then uh, owner's proposal the players will get worse, not better, because the owners will start losing money. So take that for what it's worth. What else you want to talk about? Um, I can't, and, I'm, and I'm going to leave it with this. I keep hearing that one word that's just chased me all the time. We're on vacation. Everybody's on vacation. Well, we can, we can debate whether they're entitled to vacations or whether they should go on vacation. I mean, nothing's getting done. It's the same, same politics. The politicians are on vacation. Uh, Commissioner Stern's on vacation. 
personally, I think they sh- they shouldn't go vacation until they get an agreement done. That goes for NBA and it goes for our political leaders as well. But whatever, that's my take on that. If you want to, if you disagree or agree, feel free. No, that's it. Not, that's that's the only thing. That's that's my only rant today. You know that that word vacation. Um, everybody, I presume now has seen the uh, video, the uh, YouTube uh, video of the. Uh, Situation uh, with uh, Georgetown and the uh, uh, the uh, Chinese national one one of the, the Chinese national teams that they were involved in. Uh, I understand also Duke is over there in a uh, um, classic type situation where uh, playing round robin games. Right, uh, and I, it's what two different. I, I didn't quite get the. Uh, I was searching for, I guess, to find out exactly what what it was, but apparently it's two different uh, situations. One is uh, is on just a uh, that regular. What is it? One every four years, NC2A allows the team to travel overseas and, and play, and then and one t- uh, which is where Georgetown's situation is, and Duke is in a uh, friendship type games uh, deal that was. Well, I mean. I'd have to do some checking, but I, I thought both are under the same four-year umbrella, four-year window of, of kind of teams being able to go and compete internationally. You know, we can look at that. If, you know, that's not a, that's not a problem to find out because one, one thing I want folks to know: we're not perfect. We don't know everything. We don't know. We'll ask. So we'll find out and get more information on that. Um, but the Georgetown ball. Um, Took place between the the Beijing Rockets, uh, China, China, uh, the Chinese Basketball Association. So their professional team uh, was ugly. Uh, was a lot of fouls called. A very physical game, and the players from the Beijing Rockets are military representatives. Let's say that I'm not. I don't want to call them an army, but they. Um, some of the information I've gathered, they do represent the People's Liberation Army. Um, chairs were involved. Um, you know, Georgetown players were, you can say they got beat up, beaten up. It's really either here nor there because it, it, was, it was a fight. It was ugly to watch. The game was supposed to be friendly. Um, I, even Vice President Joe Biden was, a, was in attendance, I believe. So it doesn't look good at all for, for anyone involved. And I do believe this morning that some of the players from the Chinese May Rockets team did go to the hotel where the Hoyas are staying and they talked and um, I guess they reached an agreement. I don't know if they apologized or what you want to call that, but they did meet with the Hoyas and I'm just curious. I don't know if they're even going to play the next scheduled game and part of this tour. But it, but it, I think that's supposed to be Saturday or Sunday. But I'm not sure if that's game, that game's going to take place. It didn't look good. Yes, Duke is also over there playing in another probably a level of competition and the Duke games are even uh, one or two of those games is even being aired on ESPNU this power of the Duke brand in basketball I'm not even going to discuss how that I'm, an, I'm a, a Duke fan in my post K in the program but I don't know why those games need to be on TV but whatever uh, what else you want to talk about uh, do, as we wind this down <coughs> the other uh, oh you, uh, St. Thomas University St. Thomas is about to is in the process of getting uh, uh, setting up a women's golf which will be another added uh, sports at, uh, at St. Thomas while they move toward moving into the uh, Red River Conference to, to get their allotment of uh, sponsored um, athletics 
to where they can compete for uh, for uh, conference um, championships and postseason play in NAIA. Uh, as you know, we we reported earlier uh, about uh, HBU becoming a uh, fully ac- uh, accredited uh, Division One sports program. Uh, there was a lot of excitement on campus this week. The other was they've also opened up the main building which has been shut down since the uh, Ike hurricane so walk, making the heritage walk on campus which is uh, out in the main uh, mall uh, now would not be a walk to nowhere or walk to a screen the building is now open uh, things are going on people are moving in and uh, one thing that I noticed uh, Chris uh, was the fact that there were a lot of uh, endowed chairs and scholarships that were donated. Uh, yes, HBU is a private uh, university, but they are in the process of moving toward uh, uh, an area where they were those banners that hang up in uh, uh, Sharp Gym. They're attempting to go back to that, that situation, to that uh, prowess of Division One sports athletics. Uh, lastly, this is the fifth water wildcat. I'm a part of... Um, we haven't talked about the Aggies oh. today because there's not much new... Tannehill is a quarterback, and that's, and, and that's the key. Uh, don't know what's going on at UT, basically, because they're... Who cares about them? You know, who... <laughs> that's the reason we did... That's the reason the conference will not exist as it exists. You know, I've been out five years, and you know, they have, A&M will be moving to the SEC once those... Right. It all gets straightened out. Yeah, that's going to happen. I saw a rumor... I don't say a rumor, but I mentioned on Twitter last night that the Aggies, Oklahoma, Missouri, and Virginia Tech were going to move to the SEC, and then a Missouri B-Rider just shot that down said it was garbage so uh, all these rumors and things that we see I'm, I'm, I don't even talk about that we both of us believe the Aggies will get to the SEC soon it's inevitable yeah. um, and the key will be uh, who will that, 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 that 14 team be correct because that's that's been a discussion uh, and that's pretty much been a uh, uh, an agreement with everybody pretty much around the country that's been discussing it because who will be team 14 because it, it will be a balanced uh, attack, uh, balanced conference and lastly on, on that I'm not hating on the Longhorns. I'm just saying um, I know they are impetus for the Aggies moving to SEC. But they everybody to wake them, up. That's what the football team. We're, that's not. What I won't talk about them. Do that. Do that in the next podcast later on on the podcast. But the Longhorns network, network is supposed to start. I think on the about the 26th. Yeah. But they still haven't found carriers. And that's. But, the, but that's. Trusting David Barron, a radio TV guy from the Houston Chronicle, he said as part of the process, you know, he cited two three examples of of last minute arrangements that, is, that have taken place in you know in previous years with other other teams and, and like the Rockets. David wrote that the Rockets back on I think it was HSC so how long ago this was uh-huh. did not reach an agreement until like an hour before tip off. So an hour before tip off of, of the first game, an agreement wasn't reached until then. So the fact that Longhorn Network has not reached deals with carriers, it may look bad, but it's part of, it's part of how things go. So it's going to get done. You know, if it's August 26th, you know, at 2 o'clock in the morning, it'll, it'll get done. I don't think either one of us doubt that it'll, it'll, it won't get done. So it'll get done. The LATN will be a part of your packages. Whether you choose to watch or not, that's up to you. 
Hawaii Surge as you as you wrap it up. All right. This is Chuck Ward Wildcat. I'm part of the uh, King Arthur Productions crew. I write for www.kingsizeview.com. Uh, you can find King Size View, the print uh, edition, and uh, Fiesta stores here in the area and other outlets. Uh, we venture out uh, pretty much uh, south as far as uh, Sugarland, Missouri City area, east uh, to Willis, and we got a couple of uh, outlets in the uh, Beaumont area that uh, Mr. Prater drops off at uh, north side. We pretty much go as far as uh, what is that? Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, Huntsville. And uh, uh, West, uh, Katie, and I mentioned South. So, folks, get out and uh, get a uh, print edition of the uh, King Size View. We are online at www.kingsizeview.com. I am byline the college sports report. And, uh, and go ahead. And you can find uh, my Twitter is AKSV, the CSR, my blog. Here's the College Sports Report. You can find it on the front page of the website at kingsideview.com, www.kingsideview.com. And you are set. I'm KG, Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Ball Review. My website is www.houstonroundballreview.com. I'm on a YouTube, a YouTube channel where these will these podcasts do appear. Uh, the channel is Houston Round Ball. Interviews are also with coaches are also posted on there. My Twitter handle is T H E H R Review. I'm also on Facebook with the Houston Round Ball Review fan page. So we're going to wrap it up. Thank you once again for listening. Tell your friends about it. Tell your friends about the podcast. We were looking for more, uh, more and more people to listen. Um, trying to share your knowledge, our knowledge with you. And at some point in the future, we will start taking questions via Twitter or the fan page and answer those questions or topics during the podcast. So keep listening. Thank you for your support. And in closing, be true, be cool, and do more.